Shalom to all. Today's Daf is Shalom Daf Zayin. We are starting Vav Amudbeis, the fifth to last word on the line at the two dots. Today's Daf is sponsored by Ilui Nishmas, Reb Dov Berber, and Reb Yeshua. His Neshama should have an Aliyah. And we continue explaining the mission of the mission. I told us Meister Nazar Lenadava, the leftover money that Nazar was supposed to bring for his Karbanas. It turns out he had extra money. That money is Yipul Lenadava. It goes into the box in the base of Mikdash and it's used to purchase other Karbanas. Now Reb Chizda Amr Reb Chizda says Zayin Amud Aleph on the top. Busha Karban Chatasay Besayif. That's only if his Karban Chatas was brought at the end. If his carbon shlom was brought at the end, Maestro and shlomim, so then the leftover money is actually going to be used for carbon shlomim. Now, another has to bring three carbonas, chatas, shlomim, and oila. So the leftover money has to be used for nadavas only if his last carbon was a chatas. So this is considered chatas money. The chatas money goes to nadavas. However, if his last carbon that was brought was a shlomim, and then it turns out he has leftover money, so then that money goes to shlomim. As the Mishnah says, leftover shlomim money goes for shlomim. Whereas Amrab's ear, he says, even though he brought his carbon shlomim at the end, halacha he benazir, there's halacha mashmi when we're dealing with a Nazir, Shatia, Maisar, Nadava, that whatever leftover money is there goes to Nadava just like a carbon chatas. And the Gemara tells us, Masnisa Messiah Ladin, Masnisa Messiah Ladin. We have a memra proving this, and we have a memra proving that, meaning we have a memra for Abchizda and a memra for Abzaira. Masnisa Messiah Ladin, Rabzaira, we have a Mishnah that's a Raya for Abzaira, Elohim Maistuman, the following are considered Stam money. Now, this is a Mishnah that speaks of a Nazir that designated money for his carbonus and then died. The Mishnah says that if this money was Stuman, unspecified as of to which money was for which carbon, which was for the Chatas, which was for the Shlam, and which was for the Ayla, all of this money goes into the Nadava box. And the Mishnah explains, if it has the money of the Chatas mixed in with all this other money, even if this money of the Chatas was separated within it, so we know which money is for the Chatas, but it's still mixed in with the Shlamim and the Ayla money, this is still considered Stam money, and all of it goes into the Nadava box. This is a Raya for Abzaira that told us that even though the Chatas of the Nazir was brought, since we have leftover money, it's still considered like leftover chatas money and it's going to go into the Nadava box. And we have a brass that's right for Abchizda. El chatas. A person said, This is for my carbon chatas, he's a Nazir, and Vashar Lashani Zirose, and the rest is for the rest of my Nazir, meaning the rest is for Shlamim and for Ayla. Umes, and then he died. Dume chatas, Yochul Yamelech. The money the chatas has to go to the Yamelech, we can't do anything with it. Vashar Yavi, Uchatsio Ayla, Vachatsi Shlamim. And the rest of the money, we split it in half. Half of it is used to bring Ayla, and half of it is used to bring a Shlamim. Umaylan Bekulan, Vaymaylan Mkhtasan. And a person is going to be Ivan Meila, only if he uses all of this money, all of this money that's designated for an island shlamim, but not if he uses part of it. That's because the only time a person's over meila is if he's mile by kachay kachim, and oil is kachay kachim, whereas shlamim is kachim kalim. So if he only used part of this money, we could say that that money was actually designated for the shlamim, and he wasn't over meila. Only if he uses all the money are we going to say that he was for sure over meila. And vlaimer and mace, we also don't say that if his carbon died, that it's good going to nadava. So we see from here that if he had designated money for his carbon chatas, or if the carbon chatas was brought already, we don't say the leftover money is considered a chatas and the Zippelun Nadava, we say it's considered an Ayla or a Shlamim, and therefore we have a Raya for Avchizda. And we continue talking about the carbon of a Nazir. Avchizda Amr, he says, Maestro Lachmash al-Nazir, Yurkov, the leftover breads of a carbon Nazir's carbon, we know that he has to bring, along with his carbonus, he has to bring some Lachamim. So if he has leftover breads, Yurkov, they have to be left to rot, they can't be used. And Amr Abyesi, Vieyos, that's correct, because Lakrivi Pnei Atzmai Enat Yachal, to bring it by itself, you can't do. She'en Lachalechem Karvla Atzmai, because there's no such a thing as bread being brought as itself as a carbon. And Lakriva you can't bring it with another carbon nazir, meaning someone else needs to bring his carbon nazir. You can't give him this bread. Because there's no such a thing as a carbon nazir being brought without bread that this person needs your bread. He's going to bring his own bread. Therefore, you have to say, the leftover bread of the nazir just has to be left to rot. Now, Sovereign Maymar, they wanted to say, meaning the Talmidim of Chizda wanted to say, based off of his Zalacha, the Maisar Lachma of Nazir is left to rot. 
that just like the leftover bread is left to rot, so too the leftover nusachim. We know that wine libations are brought with the carbonus of Nazir. If we have extra ones, it's left over, so that just has to be left and you're not able to use it. The leftover nusachim, the leftover wine libations, that's considered kache kachim, and they get put in the nadava box. They're actually used and you don't just leave them. And the Gemara says, based off of this halacha from Abiyasi Barabun, Shmuel, Rebchia, and Rebelazar, Shlashtan Amrudavar Echad, they all said the same thing. Rebchia said the same thing that we had just mentioned, that Maisha Nusachim are Yipul Nadava. He said that halacha. Now, Shmuel, what's Shmuel's halacha? Rebchia had said it on the previous daf, when I was over there, when I was in Babel, I heard the voice of Rebbe Huda asking Shmuel, let's say a person separated his Machsa Shekel, then he died. What do we do with that Machsa Shekel? Amr and Shmuel had told him, Nadava. It gets given to the Nadava boxes. We see it's considered Kachay Kachim, so when we just leave it, we actually put it in the Nadava boxes. And Rebbe Lazar, what's that halacha? The Itmar. We also said on the previous daf, the leftover of his Mincha, which is talking about the Kain Gadol's Mincha, he has some leftover funds that are meant to purchase flour. What does he do with it? Rabbi Yechon Amr, he had said, You have to bring to the Yal Melch, you can't use them. But Rabbi Lazar, I mean, he says, gets put in the boxes of the Nadava, it's considered Kachay Kachim, so therefore it's used. So we see they all say the same halacha that we have something, it's considered Kachay Kachim, it's put in the Nadava box and it's actually used. And we continue discussing surplus funds. The Mishnah tells us, leftover money that was collected to redeem captives. And it turns out that we got a good price on the captives, so we have leftover money that's meant to redeem other captives. However, money collected to redeem a specific captive, if we have leftovers, it's given to him for his food and any other needs that he has. Money that was collected for poor people in general, and now we've sufficiently provided them with all their needs, we give it to other Ani. But if we have extra money left over that was collected for one specific Ani, we give it to him so he can have extra money. Money that was collected to provide for the burial needs of deceased people, it's given to other people if we have left over. Money that was collected for one specific deceased person, and it turns out that we have enough money and we have money left over, that's given to the people that inherit him. Whereas he says, This leftover money that was collected for one specific deceased person, we have to leave it until Navi comes. He says, We build a monument over his kever, we make his burial much nicer, we use it for him, and we don't give it to his kids. Now, what are they arguing about? The Gemara Masech Sanhedrin says that a person suffers embarrassment when money is collected for his kavura. So the machlekes here is whether or not the deceased is Michael on his honor in order that his yarshim should be given the extra money. So the Tanakhama says that he is, so give his yarshim the extra money. Rav Meir says, we don't know, so we have to wait for Eliyonavi to come. And Rav Nassim says, he isn't Michael, and therefore we have to enhance his burial by setting up a nice gravestone or a monument for him. And the Gemara asks, what about if they collected money for this deceased person? They thought he doesn't have. It turns out that he has. They opened up his drawer. It turns out there was an envelope that said, for my burial. And they opened it up and there was enough money. So what do we do with all this money that was collected for him? Rav Yirmiya wanted to say, the Tanakhama Mishnah says, whatever money is left over that was collected for his burial, it's given to his Yarshim. So to here, we take this money that was collected for his burial, turns out they didn't need it, so they give it to his Yarshim. But Amalir of Edi, the Chutra of Edi, the Chutra told him, think about it for a second, think about it for yourself. They only had Kavana, meaning the donors were 
were only giving money because they wanted to give it for this person himself. It turns out that he had money. They never had intent to give it to the Yarshim. If there was a little bit of extra, okay, so give it to the Yarshim. But they didn't intend to give all of their money to the Yarshim, so therefore you have to return the money to them. So Amr Le Rav Yemir responded to Rav Idi Dechotra, Anoli Amris, I never said this with certainty. I suggested that that's what the halacha should be. Atman Alacha, but how do you know with such certainty that the halacha is not like me? Do you have a proof? And now the Gemara tells us, Tani B'Shem Rav we have a bride, so just like Rav Nassim in our Mishnah, Meister Hamez, whatever money is left over that was collected for a specific deceased person, so a monument is built over his kever, and they sprinkle aromatic wine on his coffin as it's being carried so that it should be a covet for him. The Gemara continues, Tani, we have a b'raisa, we don't use money that was earmarked for one person who was captured for a different person, and we don't use money that was earmarked for the talus of one poor person and use that to buy a talus for a different poor person. But, we're not going to protest against the leaders if they do decide to redirect funds. They're not supposed to, however, if they choose to, so we're not going to protest against them. And the Gemara continues, Tani, we have a brasser. Shem Gamaliel Emery, he tells us, Ein oisin tzadikim. We don't build a monument over the grave of a tzaddik. Divrehem hein Their words are their memorial. That is their monument. Their words that are taught in the base Medrash and the base Knesset, that is how we're going to remember them, not by some fancy monument being built over their kever. And now about the words and the teachings of a tzaddik. Rabbi Yechon have a mismach va'azel. Rabbi Yechon would lean and go. All Reb Chiyabar Abba on Reb Chiyabar Abba. Reb Yechon was very heavy, and therefore, as he walked, he needed to be leaning on someone, so he would lean on Reb Chiyabar Abba. By Reb Lezer Chamile, Reb Lezer would see him and he would hide from Reb Yechonon. And Reb Yechonon said, There are these two things, these two insults that Reb Lezer is insulting me with. First of all, he doesn't say hello to me. He sees me and doesn't say hello. Another one, he hides. So what's going on over here? He told him, this is how we act over here. The younger one doesn't say hello, he doesn't ask, he doesn't say shalom aleichem to the older person. Because they have the custom to keep this pasuk, it says, the youths would see me and hide, the yeshishim kamu amadu, and the aged ones would rise and stand. So that's why when he sees you, he hides, because it's not proper in our area to say shalom aleichem to someone who's more chashman, who's greater than you. Rabbi Yaakov Ar-Idi saw that Rabbi Yechon wasn't exactly mollified by this. So Amr Leh, so we asked Rabbi Yechon, are you allowed to pass by the cursed one? Meaning, are you allowed to pass by an Avodah Zara, or do you have to completely circumvent it and not walk by it? Amalei Rabbi Yechon told him, Why are you showing it deference by not passing by it? You're showing it that it's important that you don't want to walk by it. Avor Kamahi, walk by it, and close your eyes, and that way you're showing it disrespect by walking by it and not looking at it. So Amalei Rabbi Yechon told him, that means that what Rabbi Lazar did is good by hiding. He didn't walk by you. Because if he walked by you, he wouldn't be able to say hello to you because that's not what we do over here. And therefore, it would have been an insult to you to walk by you and not say hello. So that's why he just didn't walk by you. So he really did what was proper. However, we continue discussing what Rabbi Lazar did wrong and why Rabbi Yechon was upset. This Babylonian did the following thing. He didn't say a teaching over in Rabbi Yechon's name. He said over something that Rabbi Yechon had said, but he didn't say that Rabbi Yechon had said this. And Rabbi Yechon was upset about that. So in the front of Rabbi Amr Rabbasi, they entered in front of Rabbi Yechon and they tried to appease him. Amr they told him, Rabbi, like a chayimaisa beis haknesses shall tarsim, wasn't there a story like this in the base Knesset of the coppersmiths that anger caused a real issue? Benegar, Sheesh, Berisha, Glustra, they were discussing 
a door bolt that had a knob at the top of it. argued about this. And it was so passionate and fiery, they ended up tearing a Sefer Torah in their anger of their argument. The Gemara asks, They actually tore the Sefer Torah? That it got torn. They didn't tear it, but it ended up getting torn. And there was one elderly person there. His name was Rebbe Ben Kesma. He said to me, I'd be surprised if this shoal doesn't turn into Beis Avadizara. We know that anger is like serving Avadizara. So therefore, there was anger there. So he said, this is going to turn to a Beis Avadizara. And it actually did. So we see from here, Rabbi Yechanan, that getting angry at someone is not really such a simple thing. So you really shouldn't be angry at Rebbe Lazar. But because of Amar, Rabbi Yechanan told him, meaning is Rebbe Lazar my friend and I'm not allowed to get upset at him? He's my Talmud. Of course I'm allowed to get upset at him. So Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi. So Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi came and he tried to appease Rabbi Yechanan. He told him, Ksib it says in the Pasuk, just like Hashem commanded Moshe's servant, that's what Moshe commanded Yeshua, and that's what Yeshua did, meaning Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu taught Yeshua. And so he asks, Every single time Yeshua sat and taught a shir, did he say, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu said? Obviously not. El Yeshua Yeshua sat and gave a shir, everyone knew that this Torah came from Moshe Rabbeinu. So to you, he sits and he darshins, Everyone knows that it's your Tyra. So there's no reason to get upset when he doesn't say it in your name. Everyone knows that he's saying over your Tyra. He told them, Why don't you know how to appease like Ben Idi does? So we see that Rabbi Yechon was appeased because of what Rabbi Yaakov and Edi had told him. And now the Gemara explains, Rabbi Yechon and my Kuli Hayed Dubai the Yemrim Shmaitzim Shmei. Why is Rabbi Yechon so makbid that his teachings were said over in his name? Like, why does he care so much? The Gemara explains, Af David because even David asks for mercy about this, that his teachings should be said over in his name. Shemar says in the Pasek, Agur May I dwell in your tents forever. Can I take refuge in the shelter of your wings? Did David Melch really think that he was going to live forever, that he was asking to dwell in the tents of Hashem forever. This is what David said in front of Hashem. I should be Zaycha, that my words are said over in the base Knesset and the base Medrash, and they're said over in my name. So we see it's such an important thing that your teachings are said over in your name, and so that's why Rabbi was very makbid. And about this, Shimon Ben Zir, B'Shem Yitzchak Amar, he says, Any time of Chacham, the Dvar Halacha is said in his name in this world. His lips move in the kever. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, the chikech kiyen hatayv, and the utterance of your palate is like choice wine. Daivev, sifsei yushenim, moving the lips of those who sleep, which is referring to the people in the grave. And what do we learn from here? We talked about wine in the Pasuk. Just like this pile of grapes, it's sitting for seven days, so it's fermenting and it's ready to be made into wine. The moment a person puts his finger on this grape, miyad daivev, right away it bubbles, the wine starts coming out. So to the lips of tzaddikim. Kivin shayim davar alacham pim shal tzaddikim. Once a person says a halacha in the name of a tzaddik, says the same rach shay siman bekever, their lips move with them in the kever. Now the Gemara asks, Mahana loy, what hana does this tzaddik have? It's difficult to understand what that means that his lips move in the kever. How can we understand that? So Barnazir Amar he explains, Kadein de shasi kunditun. It's like a person that drinks kunditun, which is a tasty drink. Or Rabbi Yitzchak Amar he says, Kadein de shasi chamar atik. It's like a person.
person that drinks aged wine, even though he already drank it, there's nothing left, time of a puma, the taste is still in his mouth. So too, when a person has already learned Tyra and he passed on, so he can't learn any more Tyra, however, it's set over in his name, so it's like that taste still lingers and is still there. And more about saying something in the name of someone that said it, Rav Gidl Amar HaOimra Shmua B'Shem Aimra, a person that says something over in the name of the one that said it, Yira Abal Shmua, he should envision the one that said it, Ki'ilu as if that person is standing right there. That way, when he envisions his Rebbe, he's going to say over the teaching exactly as his Rebbe said it, he's not going to make any mistakes. Shanemar says in the Pasuk, only with an image should a person go forward, meaning only when he has the image of his Rebbe, then he's able to say over this teaching. Ksivit says in the Pasuk, Rav Adam, speaking about a great man, Yikra Ish one is going to speak of as chesed, this is talking about regular people, but a man of precision, who's going to find that? This is talking about Reb He says, we don't have to be bothered by the teaching of Reb Sheshes, meaning if we find that something Reb Sheshes taught is problematic, we don't really have to be bothered by that. Why is that? Because he's a person that has open eyes, which is a euphemism for being blind. We know Reb Sheshes was blind, and since he wasn't able to see his Rebbe, so when he teaches over the teaching, he's not able to give it over properly, so we find something wrong with it. It's not really such a big deal. And we see how strongly Reb Zira believed in this, that you really have to envision your Rebbe in order to be able to give over a teaching properly, because Amrle Reb Zira Reb Asi, he told Reb Asi, Chakim Rebbe the Bar Pasya, do you Rebbe, meaning do you Reb Asi know Bar Pasya, the Ad Amr Shmaitz Mishmei, you said something over in his name. How could you possibly say it over in his name? You didn't know who he was. So Amrle, he said, Reb Yechen Amara, Reb Yechen and said it Mishmei in his name, and therefore I was able to say it. And a similar story, Amrle Reb Zira Reb Asi, Reb Zira told Reb Asi, Chakim Rebbe the Rav, do you know Rav, the Ad Amr Shmaitz Mishmei, you said something in his name? How could you possibly have said in his name. You don't know him. Amrul, he said, said in his name, so that's how I was able to say it over. And previously in the Gemara, we mentioned the tefillah that David Amalek had said to Hashem. So we're going to talk about another tefillah. There isn't a dar, a generation that had leitzanim, scoffers and jokesters like the dar of David. What would they do? They would go by the windows of David Amalek's palace. I remember they would tell him, David, David, when is the Beis going to be built? When are we going to go to the house of Hashem? Now they knew that David Melch wasn't going to be building the Beis HaMikdash. They knew it was going to be up to Shlai Melch, so they really were just pestering him and making him a sugar. But Bahayu David Aimer, David Melch still said, even though they want to get me upset, it should befall me if I'm not happy with their words. Meaning David Melch was saying, I actually would rather pass away early in order that the Beis HaMikdash could be built. It says in the Pasuk, I was happy when they said, let's go to the house of Hashem, even though they were just trying to make me meshuga. And Mach said, what's in the Pasuk that says, and it will be, only when your days are complete, then you're going to be with your fathers. Hashem told David, I'm counting full days for you, and not days that are lacking, meaning you are not going to die early. The only reason why Shlem is building a Mikdash is in order to bring Karbanas. That you do is more cherished to me than a carbon. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, One that does justice and charity, that's more choice to Hashem. Hashem prefers that than a carbon. So therefore, you, David Amalek, are going to live out your full years, and only then the base is going to be built. Mazel for finishing the second parak of Shkalim. We should be zechid to finish all of Mesach Shkalim together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to start tomorrow with a brand new parak. Everyone should have a wonderful day.